Hi there, I'm Randy Heckman. Welcome to the Grand Awakening Podcast. Folks, our desire is that we can incline the heart of our Sovereign Lord to pour out His Spirit in power, reviving His Church here in West Michigan, but also in our state and our nation, and then leading to a great spiritual awakening all for His glory. But for that to happen, it's just critical that first we listen to what God is saying to us and that we quickly and cheerfully respond to His instructions in humble obedience. I just want to welcome you to the uh, podcast. And uh, normally, of course, we do something with Zoom and I talk to someone out there, but I decided to to have my my best friend in the audience this time and and on the stage, (laughs) my wife. We've been married, it's really only been, what, 23 years, was it? No, no. Um, 52 years, people, and uh, almost 53, so this is exciting. It doesn't seem like it at all. (laughs) No, it doesn't at all. That's the way it truly happens. Like, can't Uh, believe it. Time really does fly when you're having fun. Yeah, and sometimes. A lot of the time, and not so much fun, but mostly good. It has been good. With God only. Well, we are so thankful, so thankful. So thankful for those 52 quick years. Almost and 53. Almost 53. They, I have it on good authority. That it's the first 53 that are the hard ones. And then it just okay. gets easy. So, awesome. Come on. I can believe If you that. die, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, there you die. go. No, you will have to work on it good. every single day. Anyhow, we want to just talk a little bit more like we have on the other programs about what, <clears throat> what is God saying to the American church, especially. Now, why do we care about, I mean, it's so tempting with all the problems in our country to say, well, it's not our fault. I mean, we go to church, we behave ourselves, we, you know, we treat our neighbors well, you know, we've been married for this length of time, we got some great kids, grandkids, and so on. It's all the fault of those non-Christians, or it's the fault of government, or, you know, it's the people out there. And uh, then we look at uh, Second Chronicles 7. 13 and 14, which says, My people called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. If my people. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. But how can you expect a non-Christian to behave like a Christian? You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, and how, you know, government, when, when I was at Michigan Family Forum, many people know that you know, I was a judge for a number of years. I left that to start Michigan Family Forum, and we worked on changing a number of laws. And it was a state senator, who I think is a believer, as we were trying to change our divorce laws uh, to get rid of no-fault divorce. We came close. But he says, Randy, you got to understand that public policy is a lagging indicator of where the culture is. And I take it one step further. The culture is a lagging indicator of where the health of the church is. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be salt and light to our world around us. And uh, I don't think we have been. I think we've been more influenced in a lot of ways by our culture than we have influenced our culture. What do you think? Well, I have to say yes. No, you don't. But um, (laughs) really, I mean, I just, I just, I want to love God. And I feel like that's, the heart of the matter rather than pointing fingers and mm. figuring it all out in our heads. Cause God looks on the heart 
And um, it says the eyes of the Lord run to and fro across the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are fully yielded mm, to him. Yes. I just want to give my two pennies <laughs> like that widow that gave everything she had. Yes. Really, I, I can't do it in my own strength, but God threw me. Mm. And it, it boils down to what am I living like integrity? What are we doing when no one's looking in mm. our own home? I love it. And that's where God just pr- turns up the heat in my life is to um, be the real deal mm-hmm. as a wife, especially, yeah. and just before him. Yeah. To be, it can't be my own strength. It's got to be Christ through me That's to, good. to bring uh, revival. As I ask God, what what can I best do to help bring revival? I want our country to yes. have a Amen. move of God. Yes, Amen. He said, I want you to be a pipe of love, <laughs> God's love to my husband, and others, mm-hmm. and even to myself, but especially in my own home. Yes, and I I can't do it in my own strength. Mm-hmm. We gotta. Um, be real and see what's going on in there in our own heart. Is there really unconditional love? Mm. It isn't there without a miracle of right. God yep. and a thinking truth to be transformed by the renewing of my mind mm-hmm. that I can um, have Jesus love through me. Yeah. We've had it really easy as Christians in America for many years. And uh, it, it's so easy again to boil down. What is, what does it mean to be a Christian? Well, again, like, we're, we're not. We pay our bills. You know, we go to church. I guess most, you know, on average, Christians go to church, you know, a couple times a month. You know, they treat neighbors relatively well. They, you know, go to work. And other than that, that's pretty much what they are. And yet it's in America and the other nations where there's been freedom for Christians, the church has been in decline in the last number of years. Mm-hmm. But in the nations where the church is under persecution, like Iran and China, right. North Korea, guess what? The church is growing mm-hmm. because they have to pray, pay a price for being a true Christ follower. But it changes their life, and then they share it with others, even though it may be against the law. Right. We want to be like that. We want Christ. Christ is my life. Amen. And it's a daily choice. It's not like, okay, one and done. What do you say in in Luke 9, 23? You know, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. It's a daily choice on my part, your part. And uh, I'm proud of how you do it. And you're, you you have a reputation, an earned reputation of someone that is really good at at evangelism. You seem to have that, that gifting. Is that is it fun for you to share your faith? Well, it's it's just a passion that God <laughs> yeah. put in my heart right uh, when I became Christian. I'm so grateful. He, why don't you describe that? That he, um, I always wondered, even as a third grader, I remember thinking, there's something missing inside me. What is it? I'd look in the mirror, do my hair in the mm. morning, had two older sister, younger sister, and I'd be doing my ponytail and thinking that's my outside, but seems like something's mm. missing inside. And I, I wouldn't, I asked my mom, do you ever feel like that? And mm. she's like, what? I don't know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. But I, mm. I, I always wondered if I could know God and I, none of, no one in our family really did. We had church, but we didn't know Jesus. So you did go to church, but none of you were born again. None no, we Christians. didn't really know what that meant. Yeah. So finally, um, in my freshman year of college, uh, God placed me next to a girl that had just accepted Christ uh, about a year before that at a young life camp. And uh, she, she could, she radiated Jesus. 
And I, she didn't talk about it though that much. She just shined. I just saw something in her. I thought, what does she have? And I, one day she thought I was a Christian. And she said to me, isn't it great to know Christ and see him working in your life? And I'm just like, I don't have that. How can I get it? And she is such a new Christian. She didn't know how to tell me, but she invited me to Campus Crusade where I heard the mm -hmm. true gospel. Mm -hmm. And I prayed to receive Christ the first time I heard it at a gathering and, um, and just said, come in my heart, forgive my sins, take over best I could ask him, please be Lord of my life. And he came in my heart. I didn't feel anything right then, but the next day I was going to my early morning class. It was rainy. I just had a raincoat on and push open that heavy dorm door. And God just gave me a sense of his presence. It was so mm. like surprised me. I knew that he had come in my heart and I was like, wow, this is amazing. All I did was ask him and he, I knew he was there. Wow. So um, anyhow, I was going home that day and I remember sharing with my mom who picked me up at the bus station, like, mom, the most amazing thing happened to me. I couldn't, oh. I couldn't help but tell people that I cared about my yes. family that Jesus is knocking at the door of our hearts. And if any of us would hear his voice and open the door, he said, I will come in and eat with you and you with me. So my mom was just that, oh, cool. That's nice for our little Christian-y family. Yeah, right. We're the there good go. family. Yeah. But later she accepted Christ yep. and um, my whole family did. And um, I just, I just want people to come to know Jesus because he is real and yes. he, he's our only hope. Man. only hope and we want to live it out yeah it says he who obeys me he is the one who loves me Man. and he who loves me will be loved by my father Man. and i will love him and will manifest myself to him Man. god god will god will manifest himself to us as we love him and i just see myself touching the hem of his garment to do that and to think what's true even to help me think even mm -hmm. the th the truth of how how he loves me or how i don't have to take your burden yes yes i don't have to change you i i just need a whole new programming but he can help me think uh -huh. those new thoughts because uh -huh. my childhood i didn't have them i had weird dysfunctionalness and i still it's there if i don't touch the hem of his garment to think truth i just Act like a, we act like non Christians, yep, that's telling right. our mate, change, change, yep, yep. and then I'll be glad <laughs> instead of God, use me to love. Yep. I want you to be my life. And that's, I think, that's the hope of the church is to be that. Yes. And then yes. just wherever we go, yes, you have a like a hose of water, like let it come out. And wherever He causes us to plant, to, to spray that water of life, I just love in love yes. to share Him or give or do whatever mm -hmm. just to yep. be mm -hmm. his his vessel that's really good well you do an incredible job of that whether we're on an airplane together you know flying somewhere uh, you know the opportunity to share you've you've seen a number of people pray to receive christ and to grow in in their faith in christ and just proud of you and uh, long ways to go we oh, press totally, on toward the totally. goal of the high calling yep. you know but Yep. Thankfully, he doesn't give up on us That's and right. he never leaves us. I'd go to him all the time and I'd sometimes like, what? Help me, God. What are you mm -hmm. saying to me? Mm -hmm. he, he, he puts up with it and he comes yep. and he can show truth. Like Amen. even yesterday when I'm like, oh, I'm getting a burden. And he's like, this is not your fault. Sometimes we blame ourselves mm -hmm. for other people's whatever's right. and he can show us truth that we can say, oh, God, believe mm -hmm. that truth through yep. me and be mm -hmm. my life.
Very good. I want to move into one other area before we, we put an end to, to this particular segment, and that is abortion. Um, as we record this, you know, there was a, 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 an opinion leaked from the Supreme Court. It's causing great consternation across the country that a majority of the Supreme Court is going to reverse Roe v. Wade. And so that's back and forth. And, uh, you know, our take on, on abortion, again, we are totally, I've been pro-life yep. forever, but I say this and don't, you know, turn off your, your computer, whatever you're listening to this when, when I say it, but I came along years ago where I really felt looking back that even though I was pro-life as far as the abortion issue, my attitude was almost pro-abortion. You say, what? Let me explain. Why do people have abortions? I mean, we naively think, well, they want to kill an unborn baby. Well, that is the result. But the reality is people have abortions because they have engaged in sexual activity and they find themselves pregnant and that was not their plan. And it's going to interfere with their education, their career, their plans. They already have enough kids. They don't want any more. And so they take a step to end that pregnancy. Well, guess what? When in, earlier in our marriage, um, we sex is great. We don't, we're not ready to have a child. We're going to take specific steps to prevent the sexual activity from producing a child. And well, everyone else was doing the same thing. So we didn't, we didn't think about it from a Christian point of view. Except I did want a baby. You did want a baby. That's true. So we had four lovely daughters. And I mean, I was convinced. I mean, that's more than enough. Um, I mean, they're great kids. And uh, but we wouldn't have any more room in our home and our car. And I wanted to buy a private airplane one of these days, et cetera, et cetera. So I was ready to, you know, put an end. And then you prayed a very scary prayer. What did you pray? Well, we had these four little girls and I just thought, well, God, this is enough children. I remember where I was standing, just telling God, so God, this is enough kids. And then something in me, I thought it was like this cloud. I thought, yeah. oops, do you, do you want us to have another child? Here, I'm telling God, don't make another child yeah. that we could have. Do you, if you want us to have another child, mm -hmm. please just tell Randy because mm -hmm. we nobody's telling us to have a bunch of kids not, or even another kid. Not at all. So we just want to hear you. Mm -hmm. What do you want, God? And he began to show he you in the Bible to, in your quiet times. God began and, to mess with me. I, it was just unbelievable. He would show me the Old Testament. God opens the womb, closes the womb. Psalm 127. Read it. The children you know, are, are heritage of the Lord. Blessed are he whose quiver is full. Um, and the bottom line is, as Christians, when, when you become a Christian, he becomes your Savior, but also your Lord. He's supposed to be Lord of every area of our life. We're talking about an area where it's not biology. It's God who makes a child in the womb. Look at Psalm 139, where David, speaking to God, you formed me in my mother's womb. It was God that forms children. Could Moses have been female? You know, you know what I'm saying? It's just God is the one that decides each child, and they're created in his image. In fact, I, I wrote a little thing the other day. I said, I, I, I've got a surefire way to end abortion, and it's more than passing laws. It's just 
if, if you could make every man and woman in America believe the truth that bearing and raising a child, yes, it's expensive, yes, it, it's work, but it's one of the greatest privileges that we have, that uh, if everyone really believed that, that, we're talking about cooperating with God for him to create a child, creating his image in, in the womb, that after born has the ability to influence life on this planet, and if they trust in Christ as their Savior and Lord, to live forever in his eternal kingdom. And give glory to God. And give glory to that. This is something we decide apart from God. Anyhow. It's a big decision. So we had four lovely daughters and we gave that area to God. And now we have 12, not just children. We have five boys, seven girls. And here's a picture. You might be able to see it. And it may not be in focus entirely, but it's on the back of our book called Sweeter by the Dozen. And the subtitle is Making Jesus the Lord of Our Family Size. And again, you can find this on the internet. Scary, but God has provided resources for us, houses, vans, even college tuition. It's crazy, but not so crazy. You have to trust him. You don't just that's say, right. dog, sit here. But you Again, if there are him. medical reasons, you know, we, we get it. There are sometimes, you know, that that you 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 but before the Lord is if He's Lord of that area that's the bottom line. And well, again, in the us. book, in the book, we talk about the connection to abortion. I really believe that there's abortion in our country because we Christians are somewhat ambivalent on the issue. We applaud kind of the 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 reason why people have because we have the same reason ourselves. In other words. Sex good, children not so good. We're going to take a put a wall between the two, and so we do the same thing. Um, same desire, same result, no child, just a different means. And so we, we're communicating spiritually to our culture. And again, in the book, I talk about the history of the birth control movement. It was all anti-God, anti-Christian, believe it or not. You got to look at that history. It's a good book. It's very readable and very... Well, the other, the other issue, too, Amazing. is the population Amazing. issue. In the 60s, we were told there's overpopulation. In reality, there's underpopulation. I document it in here. and There's Wall Street Journal articles and everything else that talk about how the aging of our population, how 35 years from now, the world population is going to begin to decline. There's nowhere to turn it around, et cetera, et cetera. Again, I don't want to beat that horse too, too hard here, but the reality is we need to have Jesus be Lord of every area of our life. Not just that, but there's many other areas where the culture has influenced us. We deserve our comfort. We deserve our stuff. We, we, this is not heaven. We need Jesus to, to take over completely and share the gospel as he gives us that opportunity. Live it out. Be willing to be persecuted. I hope it doesn't happen to us, our kids, our grandkids. But um, he makes it clear in scripture. He says, you know, rejoice if, if you're if you're persecuted for righteousness sake, you're great as your reward in heaven. I mean, I'm not asking for it, but if that's what it comes to, we got to be willing to do that. Amen. God do it through us. Amen. I don't think we have that much time left just because not just our age, but I just sense an yeah, urgency. I agree with you. In our, our world that we need to hear God and obey. And that's what it should be anyway, Amen. whether we have billions of years left. We want to hear and obey. Amen. There's one pastor that said, someday I'm just going to preach a sermon. I'm just going to have two words, <laughs> obey God. And that's 
all I'm going to say. Yeah. And God's got to do it through us. That's but so good. don't we want to do that? We want to touch his hem for power yeah. and just use us, God. How long do we have? Life is so fast. It does go fast. And if he wants to have kids, I mean, no, do we do a perfect job? We're doing our best. It's a way of growing together. Right. You trip, you Amen. get up. You got to, there's trials. Yes. God, that's a way of growing. You yep. can't escape trials just by not having kids. You're going to have them if you're a Christian, because that's how you grow and grow yeah. together Amen. and just God help us. Amen. One more point on, on the children. I mean, I mean, I, I couldn't have imagined that when we had the four, but children, someone has said children are messages that we send to a time and a place that we ourselves cannot go. It's like they're missionaries to the future. And I just, you know, can just think of them all. Yeah, think of our little baby, you know, quote, little baby, Nathan, Nathan yeah. who's now 28, almost 29, married, living in Austin, working for an amazing business company, but living for Jesus. He calls us and asks us, pray for He's him. Just he living. wants to, ha- he wants to have you the dad. Yeah. He wants to be the husband. Pray for me. He's, but each one of our kids yeah. in their own way, just our lights. Yes. Influence. And we never could have guessed that folks. Again, we take no credit. We did not do a perfect it's job. It's a total miracle that we, God <laughs> answered my prayer to Amen. show us to have another to we God. never thought it would be 12 but he kept changing our heart he makes you want what he wants if we're willing to Amen. be willing you think well, i don't want 12 kids we didn't even think of having but right. he changes your heart right. if you're willing to be willing Amen. he puts his desires Amen. in the heart marcia close us in prayer okay would you all right god we just thank you for these moments mm. together it's a miracle i can hold my husband's hand and have a miracle of god love for him mm. i'm pretty bratty in myself. You know that God, I need Jesus. And I owe you everything, God. I owe you everything. Just take over my life. People listening, have us, God, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Mm. Forgive our sins. Yes. Fill us with the knowledge of your will. Have your way in us and be glorified, God. Mm. Use our kids for your glory. Yes, Lord. Give you everything we have, God. Just be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, my sweetheart. You're such a beautiful, awesome best friend. Thanks for well, You're my us. best friend, as I call him. <laughs> best friend. We're going to go do this. Amen. And that's when I'm trusting Jesus, because that's what he says through me. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to grandawakening.org. That's grandawakening.org.